0: Hey, welcome everybody to Sunday Nights. And uh, listen, we have a really exciting night. In fact, before we even get going, I want to remind you to go to our website, HopeForOurTimes.com, because all of our videos are gonna be posted there. uh, Along with, we have news stories that are updated daily. We have various videos that are on there. We have other ministries for prophetic purposes that you can uh, check out there. And we also have featured articles. And one of those who writes articles uh, for my website is here with me tonight. But before we get going, I want to say this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a look at the past, and then we're going to fast forward through history, and then we're going to look at the present and where everything is going. Uh, Here's the scoop. Passover is coming. So we're going to take a look at Passover. And with that, I want you to think of this. With Passover coming, Passover starts this Saturday, the 27th of March, Uh, With that, thinking of the original Passover, Wherever you are in the world, we can tell that persecution against Christians is increasing. And we also recognize if you're paying attention and you're willing to admit the truth, we are watching the increase of anti-Semitism again, and it seems to be increasing daily. But both of these are signs of the second coming of Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Uh, Listen, we're going to be going there in just a second with my guest. But I want to ask you this first, what if the Passover was a type of something or someone great? later than the sacrificial lamb and the various elements. Listen, hold on to your seats. You're going to be totally blessed with my guest tonight. Please welcome Olivier Melnick. Olivier, yes. this is wonderful. We're not doing this via Zoom. You are in studio. I know. And we have a Passover. We have a Seder dish, Seder plate. That's it. And we have all of the different elements. We even have the Shabbat candles. Uh, we have everything here. But tonight, the, the Passover candles. They are the to fix me on everything. I'm going to correct you every chance I have. This is what. This is why I love having you around as a friend because you're always correcting me. And and the Bible says something about uh, being a blessing. You are a blessing to others if you're always correcting them. Is that what the Bible says? I don't know. Okay. Let's
1: keep <laughs> <going>. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, well, I, this is exciting to me. I, you know, I've been in ministry for like over three decades, and I've, I've, I've done this. I was, I was talking to somebody earlier. I've done this over 650 times. Every time I go through the Passover Seder, I'm amazed at how it all connects together, and it all connects to uh, the redemptive career of Messiah and how, you know, about his death and resurrection. So... The best way is just to jump in and get started. Yeah, well, I want
0: to ask you this. What? You said you've done this 650 times. Yes. Passovers once a year. You are a
1: very, very old man. <laughs> yes. Well, here's the key. I do it more than once a year. <laughs> that's a good one. I guess one. everybody else. No, nope, that's a good note, one. Yeah. That. Okay. But, yes. Uh, so uh, we have almost all the elements here. Uh, there's a couple of things that are not on the platter. I'll mention them anyway because they're important. But we just don't have them today. It's not critical to have them anyway. Um, you know, for the for the, uh, the teaching. But. Um, uh, so I, I just want to get jump into it. Now, when we do Passover, we usually use a little booklet known as a Haggadah. Haggadah is the, uh, it means the story or the telling. And there's plenty of them. This one is the one that we do through our ministry that uh, incorporates uh, Old Testament and New Testament verses. And um, and we go through the program of the Seder. Now, uh, what your audience uh, doesn't know is that a Seder usually takes, you know, in a home, five to six hours. Yes, it does. So tonight, we're going to reduce it to four and a half. <laughs> Is that okay? No. I think we can reduce it a little bit more than that. Because, you know, people are watching. All right. (laughs) But the Seder really is the first part is this liturgical part that we're going to jump into right now. And then there's the meal. And after the meal, we have the, the third part, which is the second liturgical part. And that's the whole Seder. And in the home, it really takes... Five hours—it's a long time—and uh, so. But uh, the first thing that takes place before we even start Passover is the the ceremony known as Birikat Hametz, the, the search for the leaven. Uh, Passover falls in the midst of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, mm-hmm. and so we eat unleavened bread for the whole week. And in a uh, in a religious Jewish home, we have to take all the leaven out of the house cleanse the the house, purge the house of the leaven so that the house is ready to enter into the festival of unleavened bread and in the midst of we have two nights of Passover. So, real quick, the leaven, uh, why do you purge
0: the house of the leaven? What's, what's that well, symbolic?
1: Well, be, because and, you know, from a Jewish perspective, it's simply that we have to obey the Mosaic law, that all the leaven of is to be purged from the house uh, before we enter into the Feast of Unleavened Bread. For the believer, if you look in scriptures, every time we see leaven in the New Covenant, it it's talking about sin. So uh, what's interesting is, you know, and I, I actually I want to use the the Haggadah because we have this, the scriptures there. Did, you, did I get you out of order already? No. Okay, no, I will tell you when you mess me up. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you know me. <laughs> so uh, we we have this. Uh, uh, we get the, we get rid of the leaven, and I, and I like to read. Uh, um, Exodus 12, 19 and 20. For seven days no yeast is to be found in your houses, and whoever eats anything with yeast in it must be cut off from the community of Israel, whether he's an alien or native-born. Eat nothing made with yeast. Where, wherever you live, you must eat unleavened bread. And then fast forward to 1 Corinthians 5, 6 and 8. Um, your boasting is not good, don't you know, that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? That's Paul speaking. Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. For Messiah, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with the bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. And then, I love this verse uh, in First uh, Corinthians 11, 28. Let us search out the leaven of sin in our lives, and so let us keep the feast of unleavened bread, the Passover, as it is written. A man out to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup, and this will connect very well later when we talk about the cup and the bread, the bread and the cup that Yeshua used to institute the Lord's Supper in the midst of the Last Supper. So this is uh, this is kind of exciting, and so you've got this. Uh, th- this is unleavened bread. Uh, uh, this is called matzah. Matzah is the a Jewish word for big tea cracker. No, it's the Jewish word for unleavened bread, okay? So, uh, and um, you stop me. If the, if the te- jokes don't work, te- you stop me, okay? Oh,
0: they're, they're, they're terrible, but
1: I'm going to laugh yes. anyway, so, yes,
0: that's, so people a, will laugh lot. You're such
1: a you. good audience. You know what?
0: Yeah, you're going to crack
1: me. I'm going to laugh at things just to help. Now, the uh, the, the two candles You you said it right. They're, they're the uh, Passover candles. They're Shabbat candles. Uh, every time we celebrate Shabbat, on Friday night to Saturday night or every time we do Passover we light candles the reason is this twofold one is to separate the everyday the mundane from the holy time so Friday night you light the candle and you invite the presence of God and sh- uh, fr- uh, Passover is the same thing now usually it's the lady of the house who does it but my wife is not here your wife You're, is not here I'm not gonna it's your yeah. do yeah. not call me the lady of the house no I won't
0: as long as you don't make me light the candle. The, the no candles, I won't make
1: you I won't make you because people online will call me names so I did it that's the beauty of being under grace see we can, can do it anyway <laughs> and um, uh, there is a blessing uh, that uh, that is recited um, uh, over the candles that goes um, and usually it's my wife who says it so I'm just going to have to read this one Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kideshanu Al Yadeh Emuna BiYeshua HaMashiach or HaOlam Ubeshemo Anu Madlikim Ner Pesach Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe who has sanctified us through faith in Yeshua the Messiah, the light of the world, and in his name we kindle the Passover lights, And that starts the Passover. Okay,
0: now I've noticed in being part of different Seders before, Uh, When the lady reads it, she's got a head covering. Yes. And she's going like this with her hands. Right. It's it's, it's inviting
1: the presence of the Lord in the house. And And with the light. Right, the light. Inviting the light. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And um, then we... We start with the first cup. We have four cups, and they're basically, they're, the four cups are based on Exodus 9, verses 6 and 7. If you go back to your Bible and you look at verses 6 and 7, it will give you the theme of the four cups. They're the cup of sanctification, the cup of plagues, the cup of, of uh, redemption, and the cup of uh, uh, I I messed it up, the cup of blessing, the cup of plagues, the cup of sanctification, and the cup of praise. So, and they all, what's, what's important to remember is that the cups in the Passover, they go way back. They go way back to the beginning. The cups are, they have the same name. They're in the same location. Every time we speak of the cups, we always do them in the Seder at the same place, in the same order, with the same name. We cannot just go like, oh, tonight for this Passover, let's do two cups back to back. No, because there is a meaning for each cup. And I, you know, I, I wanted to mention this at the beginning. As we look at this Passover platter, we're going to be traveling through time. We're going to look at what happens in, in a Jewish home today how Jewish people practice, uh, uh, celebrate Passover. We're going to go back to the most important Passover of the history of mankind, which is the one that took place in the upper room, the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. It's a very important time. But then we'll go back even further, the very, very first Passover. That's the one with Mm -hmm. Charlton Heston. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Charlton, I do.
0: Anybody under... 50 probably doesn't, probably doesn't, doesn't know, know yes. who Charlton yes. has Yes, and it has
1: nothing to do with the NRA. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's keep moving. Okay. Yes. So, interesting thing is, I remember when I was a kid, I went to my first Passover, first few Passovers. I would see the leader of the Cedar, there's always a leader, the the, the, grandpa, the granddaddy or the, the father or the uncle, it's usually a male, it doesn't have to be, but it, it, it's usually a male, would fill the cup with, with the, the fruit of the vine, and, uh, and all the way, and then it would overflow. And that would always, I mean, it would be like a little saucer hmm. under it, and it would overflow and fall. And I'm going like, what a mess. Because stop before mm-hmm. you're done. And I realized later that in Judaism, a full cup is a cup of joy. So you fill it and your cup overflows, overflows with joy. That is cool. I, I, that is really neat. Because yeah. what do we do on Passover? We rejoice over the yeah. redemption of the Jewish people. And of course, for the believers, we rejoice over the redemption that we have from slavery yeah. to sin into freedom and Messiah. That's the connection. Redemption out of Egypt, yeah. from slavery into Egypt to the Promised Land. For us, the believers, the connection is redemption out of a life of sin to real freedom and Messiah. Yeah. So we fill the cup all the way. It overflows with joy. And then We bless it, we lean to the left, and we drink it. So, you know, we lean, why do we lean? Because we're no longer slaves. So we lean and we sit on a comfortable pillows. Today we're not. Yeah. We're going to stand. Uh, we, we, you gonna say no, it's, all,
0: it's always It's the fun part of the sitters when everybody's
1: leaning over. Right. And, uh, so we sit and we lean. We lean uh, to the left. Now people ask me all the time, Olivier. We understand leaning, uh, leaning, and sitting on pillows because we're not. We're not slaves anymore. Why the left? Would you like to know why the left? I. I would love to, and so would everybody that's watching. Why the left? Including me. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Seriously? Nobody knows. I just tell my friends that once a year at Passover, I lean to the left. But otherwise, <laughs> so, I'm very conservative. So the other 364 days, I'm you're be right. Yes, okay. yes. But we don't know the left. I mean, there's, there's, there's all kinds of people saying, we well, could be this or that. We really don't know. The leaning and the sitting on pillows is because out of slavery into freedom. That's yeah. it. So we drink the whole cup. The blessing goes like this: Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam Boreh Yeshua Agafen Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the fruit of the vine, and who has given us Yeshua, the true vine. Now, the second part, Yeshua, the true vine, is not in the traditional Jewish blessing. It, this yeah, is the I, messianic I would, blessing. Yeah, I would imagine that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, whoops. Were you raised in an Orthodox
0: home? I was, you're you're in, Fran- in Paris, France, correct?
1: Yes, Paris, France. Uh, parents were Holocaust survivors, and uh, we didn't do Passover. I was invited uh, when I was uh, in my late teens uh, to, to go to a, Passover, to a couple of Passovers in France, and then uh, met my wife, became a believer, and then started to understand what Passover was all about. So all the Passovers I've done, all the 650 I've done in my life. Not once a year. Um, they're all uh, from a messianic perspective, understanding okay. what we're teaching. The ones you taught. Uh, yes. The ones you went to. I didn't understand. You didn't understand it. It was crazy. It was like, what are they doing? What are they saying? And you know what? The people doing it probably didn't understand exactly. half of it. Yeah. It's just tradition. So it's, it's kind of sad. Fiddler on the roof. Tradition. Exactly. Tradition. Exactly. So we have the uh, we've done the blessing. We've done the four cups. Uh, you know, again, sanctification, judgment, redemption, and praise. Then uh, we bless the first cup. Then we do the washing of the hands. We don't have it on the table here, but it's, um, it's a, a really, 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 probably one of the two or three things that I do at Passover that really always get... It pierces me in the heart. It's the meaning is so beautiful. This is the time where, at the Passover, we take a, 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 a water, a pitcher, and a basin and a towel, and we go around everybody on the table, starting with the leader, because you want to praise and honor the leader of the seder. Because on the night of Passover, the leader of the seder acts as a priest over his family. Like not a Catholic priest, a priest like back in the days of Jerusalem <laughs> in the temple. Well, I'm just yeah. yeah that's probably good. <laughs> what there to clarify are some people that, that probably We'd want to clarify would watch and So, and acting as a priest is honored and respected and and and, and, and uh, praised uh, throughout the evening. So we wash the hands. It's a symbolic hand washing. We pour water uh, over the hands of the guests in uh, a basin under it, and then the guests will just go like this, wash their hands and dry them. And we go around the entire crowd in in the family, so 20, 30 people, you know, mm-hmm. whoever, that takes time. That's what consumes time in the evening. And and, and it's 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 taken us back to the days when the, 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 the high priest and the Levites would uh, wash mm-hmm. before and after their temple duties. Well, this is the time mm-hmm. when Yeshua decided not to wash the hands. And they would probably, mm-hmm. in the upper room, I picture the one of the disciples, probably the youngest one, it's usually the youngest uh, person around the table who can do it, come to Yeshua and... Go to wash his hands and he probably look at him says not tonight tonight we're going to change things a little bit let me wash your feet and every time i think of this Mm -hmm. i look at this is the 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 one of the best symbol of of servanthood and humility because when you wash somebody's feet i'm not going to do it here because you wouldn't see me behind the table you have to get on your knees you can't just wash somebody's feet Mm -hmm. like this especially in those days that we're not even sitting on chairs on like pillows and on mm. the floor. So you get on your knees and you wash the feet. And guess what? He washed all the feet of all the disciples, including Judas Iscariot. And that always, because he knew, yeah. he knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. So the washing of the feet is, is it reminds us of, of, of who we need to be as believers. If we want to make a difference in this world, we really have to be ready to serve in humility, just like God in the flesh did in the upper room, serving the twelve in humility. So that's that's a beautiful part of the seder. I love that, and uh, it's uh, I, I don't know if we have time to read it, but I will keep moving. But it's the um, it's in. Uh, um, uh, John 13, verses 1 through 11, when he talks. Uh, I'll just read the, uh, the first part. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Yeshua. Yeshua knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a the towel that was wrapped around him. And he went around every single one of them. That is so beautiful. Then the parsley. We, you know, we have to eat parsley. Mm-hmm. Are we going to eat all the thing today? We're just going to. Uh, we're just going to explain, right? Uh, explain. I don't want to see I, you eat the horseradish on camera. You don't want to see? No, it? I don't think so. I, People don't want to see you eat. I am going to do the horseradish on camera. You are okay maybe well, okay, we're, let's see. we're not there comes, yet. we're not there yet. No. so the parsley's next the parsley is the uh, the carpus it's the the parsley we dip parsley we have salt water right here in this uh, in this little uh, see the water and then we have parsley and what we do is we dip parsley in mm-hmm. everybody around the table takes a little sprig of parsley and we dip it in salt water, and then we recite a prayer, and we all eat the parsley. And the meaning behind it, according to Judaism, is parsley is a symbol of springtime, which is when Passover takes place, and uh, uh, it's, so it's a green of springtime, and it's, uh, we dip those herbs. You're going to eat it? I'm going to eat it. Okay, so you're, you're a better man than I am. It's my dinner salad. Okay. okay. All right, okay. And we uh, we recite this blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe creator of the fruit of the earth. And Tom is going to eat it. Mm. I hope you have a glass of water next to you or something. You don't. (laughs) Take
0: your time. It's it's good. It gives you, uh, it deals with bad breath. And I figured this
1: close to you, you'd probably appreciate it. You You want me to eat all the it? Yeah. But uh, I like, there's another another meaning uh, of the parsley uh, that, um, do you have your Bible next to you? I do. Get to uh, Exodus 12 and read Exodus 12, verse 20 through 22, I believe. You know, if by the way, us. friends, Exodus 12 is the chapter about the Exodus and the Passover. So if you want to read, when you read Exodus 12, after this evening we explain everything to you, everything is going to come to life.
0: Okay. Ready? Yeah. Verse 20, Exodus 12, you shall eat nothing leavened in all your dwellings. No, that's not it. Dwellings. Yeah, it goes, it goes down here to the hyssop, right? the, There's a 22, sorry. Oh, start you want at me to start at 22?
1: 22. I was, I was off by two verses.
0: Well, let's I, 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 talk about leaven bread. I thought I might as well read the whole thing. Okay, now we're jumping down here. Yeah. Verse 22, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of
1: the door of his house until morning. And that's and as you as you explain that, I did it. So we, we we did that from the blood of the Passover lamb, putting that on the doorpost. And when the angel of death would go in the village that night, would just. Passover, the Jewish home, and that's how we get the name, Pesach, which means Passover. That's how we get the name of the holiday. And uh, another good uh, a good chapter to look at for the order of the Jewish holidays on the Jewish calendar is Leviticus 23, when you read not in a lot of details about the Passover, but you read how it falls into the calendar uh, the, of the Jewish life. Uh, and this is then a symbol of the hyssop, and what this reminds me of is that the same way that the Jewish people applied the blood of the lamb of Passover on the doorpost of their house to be spared, we as believers, at some point in our life, have applied the blood of the lamb of God on the doorpost of our hearts so that when comes the time for judgment, and there will be, all of us will be judged, when comes the time for judgment, because we have applied his blood on the doorpost of our hearts, we'll be passed over by God. Amen? Amen. So that's what I like about the parsley. So. After the parsley, we have the, the the yachutz. What's the yachutz? That's the matzah, the breaking of the the oh. middle matzah. That's also very very cool. Everything in the Passover is awesome. So we have a a bag here. This one is is. A makeshift Mm -hmm. bag because the bag is usually very ornate with the Passover sayings Mm -hmm. on it and then pomegranates or decoration. But basically it's a bag, it's a linen bag that is very unique. It's made of three compartments, always made of three compartments. It's actually known as the matzotash, the bag for the matzah, or the unity bag, which... Always bring chills down my mm-hmm. down my spine when I think about Jewish people calling this the unity, unity made of three inside. Mm. Does that make you think of anything? It, yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So we have this bag where right here we've already filled it with one matzah, and then in the th- in the second compartment a, a, a second matzah, and in the third compartment a third matzah, right there. We have three matzahs, and we're gonna partake of each one of those um, uh, throughout the evening, and it's very important. Now remember, uh, matzah is unleavened bread. It's got uh, holes in it, it's pierced. I don't know if you see on camera the the light behind the holes. It's pierced, and it's striped, and it's without leaven or without sin. Pierced, striped, without sin. We're starting to draw a picture here, Mm -hmm. okay? So, we are going to take the middle matzah, and the middle matzah, we, what we do is we break it in half, almost, and we put the middle back in, in the, uh, the half back in the middle, and then in another white linen, and it's supposed to be, according to Judaism, it's supposed to be white linen, napkin, or, or pouch, white linen. And what we do right now, this has become known as the afikoman hide it from the kids, or from everybody, but mostly the kids. Later in the evening, they go and look for it, and it's always a fun time for the kids to kind of hunt for the afikoman. So, close your eyes, Tom. I'm going to hide it somewhere, and… Am I allowed to talk while you're… While you're... Go ahead. Can I'm, I, done. Can I pee? I'm done. I'm No. Yeah. Oh. You're just like kids. You just want to know where it is ahead of time. Okay. So, we broke the middle matzah, and The important part is that we hide it and we forget about it. We just like forget about it until it's time to retrieve it. And there's a reason for that. We'll get to that when we get to it now. In the story is the Magid, the retelling of the story of Passover. We read different parts of Scripture. We read uh, Exodus 12 um, and other parts of, uh, of the Jewish Bible. We also, throughout the evening, we'll be reading uh, Psalm 113 through 118, known as the, the Psalms of Ascent, mm-hmm. the Great Hallel. We'll read those. Uh, and uh, that's also another thing that consumes time. So we're not going to do that this evening because I really want get to get to the meaning of all the elements. Then we have four questions. Mm -hmm. A a child will read the four questions uh, to to, to the family, uh, to the father, and the father would answer the four questions. So, um, and uh, it's always the same four questions, you know, formulated slightly different, maybe, but it's always the same four themes. So, I couldn't think of a better child than you to read the four questions to me, the father. (laughs) After all, After all, I'm two days older than you. Yes, you you are the elder. You're you're old compared to me. We were born two days apart on the same year. So I'm the elder, he's the junior.
0: Yes. you. So
1: back to back, read one, two, three, four. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, First question, the youngest child continues. You're right. I'm the youngest child of God right here. It fits. On all other nights we eat either leavened or unleavened bread. Why on this night do we eat only matzah? which is unleavened bread. On all other nights, we eat vegetables and herbs of all kinds. Why on this night do we eat only bitter herbs? On all other nights, we never think of dipping herbs in water or in anything else. Why on this night do we dip the parsley in salt water and the bitter herbs in Mm Cheroseph? On all other nights, we eat either sitting upright or reclining. Why on this night do we all
1: recline? That's it. That's it. All All four questions. Okay, Okay. well, I'm going to. Do you have answers? They're right there. The leader of the sitter replies to the child My child. I'm glad you asked these questions. This night is different from all the other nights because on this night we celebrate the going forth of the Jewish people from slavery into freedom. We only eat... We. Uh, why do we eat matzah tonight? When Pharaoh let our forefathers go from Egypt, they were forced to flee in great haste that they had no time to bake their bread, could not wait for the yeast to rise. The sun, which beat down on the dough as they carried it along on their back, uh, baked it and unto uh, unleavened bread called matzah. Why do we eat the bitter herbs tonight? This... Here's the bitter herbs. This is the maror, the horseradish, that you can't wait to eat. Why do we eat the bitter herbs tonight? Because our forefathers were slaves in Egypt and their lives were made very bitter. Why do we dip the herbs twice? We dip in the parsley and salt water because it reminds us of the green of springtime. By the way, the salt water is a reminder of the tears of the Jewish people Mm -hmm. when they were in uh, in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And also some people say it's a reminder of the water of the Red Sea that Moses, Mm -hmm. with the help of the Lord, parted as they went through. And we dip the bitter herbs in sweet haroset to remind us that our forefathers were able to withstand bitter slavery because it was sweetened by the hope of freedom. This haroset was made, it's kosher, and it was made by... You! It was, you made it! it, it was. I watched you make it! I, you did watch me make it. Yes, you did. And it, it, it looks perfect. It's supposed to look like mortar, because it's supposed to remind the Jewish people of the mortar that, that we used to make the bricks for the, the temples and the pyramids when we were in, in, uh, in slavery. So it's made of apple, apples, nuts, honey, some of the fruit of the vine to get it darker, and some cinnamon, and then you mix it, and you let it sit overnight so it looks brown. So it's been sitting for a while. It smells good. So that's that. I'm going to taste that too, just so you know. Not Not yet. There's an order. I'm kind of hungry. Was, Seder means order. You know that.
0: Seder means yes, order. Yes, I do. Okay. I, I do know that. I'm,
1: okay. What, I'm sorry, my elder. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. You know, any chance he has to remind me that I'm older, he always yes. does. Why do we recline at the table? Because reclining was a sign of a freeman long ago, and since our forefathers were freed on this night, we reclined at the table. We already spoke to that. So, um, by the way, when you read a Haggadah, this is kind of funny. When you read a Haggadah, uh, this one has 62 pages. No, I promise you, my friends, we will not go through all the 62 pages. And that's the point. Every family has a big Haggadah they read, and we go through the whole thing. And the kids inevitably always say, come on, Dad, can we just kind of move on? We're hungry, because dinner is towards the Mm -hmm. end. So to make it very, very um, uh, authentic. You'll see me skip pages. When you see me skip pages, it's authentically Jewish because we, we <laughs> yeah. always, yeah. Yeah, we we always the, have you. Yeah. Come so on. Here we are. Right now. I just skipped a couple <laughs> okay. of pages. The 10 Plagues. Okay. Now, this is interesting because the, the, the plagues, uh, the second cup is a cup of plagues. We have the four cups of Passover. Remember, same order, same name, same location. And now we get to the cup of plagues, the second cup. The problem is, I just finished telling you that a full cup is a symbol of joy. So we fill the cup and then we have it overflowing with joy. The cup of plagues, we're told in, in Judaism not to, rejo- to rejoice over the fate of our enemies, not to seek revenge. And this actually carries over to the New Covenant where, you know, believers are told not to seek mm-hmm. revenge, not to, to take care of matters and, you know, leave it to God. Because God is just, we're not, we have agendas. So we fill this cup and before we can partake of it, we have to do something so when we drink it, we don't drink a full cup of joy. So this thing was developed over the, over the centuries, over the years, where we take a drop for each of the plagues. And we put this on our plate in front of us. So we usually either use the back of a spoon or a fork or, most cases, the pinky. And so I'm going to read the plagues. And I take one every time I read the plagues. And this will be a reduced cup. And when I drink it later, I don't rejoice over it. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So, um, actually, why don't you... Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm going to read the Hebrew and you can read the English and, we, and I'll do it. Dumb. Blood. Sfardea. Frogs. Kinim. Vermin. Arov. Flies. Dever. Pestilence. Shikin. Boils. Barad. Hail. Arbe. Locust. Roser. Darkness. Makad bechorot. Slain the firstborn. What a team. What a team. It- didn't I do good in English? Oh, you did good in me. <laughs> Next time we do that, you do Hebrew and I do French. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: French will mess me
1: up. <laughs> After that, and I'm going to skip those two pages, is the Dayenu, It's a song. And I don't know when you guys do it at the church, if you do the song. I don't we, sing.
0: I have a, a a leader who leads the Satyrs. He also happens to be able to... He's, he's, he's a worship guy. That's great. So he's able to do
1: that. That's great. See, I don't sing. And if, 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 if you ask my wife, she'll go no, no, don't let him sing. But I do know you can dance. But that's what it is. yeah, but we don't dance at Passover. Maybe after the four cups. <laughs> Maybe after the four cups. <laughs> four cups. If you catch my drift. Yeah. <laughs> so we. Uh, but I don't. I don't sing. I don't have a good voice. But the dayenu. Dayenu means it would have sufficed. It would have been enough. And the idea behind the song is that we uh, we thank we praise God for all the things He has done. Uh, uh, on our behalf and how he's provided for us how he pro- protected us in the wilderness wanderings and you know and it each verse builds upon the previous one i'll give you a couple of examples with that singing if he had merely rescued us from egypt but had not punished the egyptian Dayanu, it would have been enough if he had merely punished the egyptians but had not destroyed their gods dayenu if he had merely destroyed their gods but not slain their firstborn dayenu and it goes on and on and on for all the miracles that god performed for jewish people in the wilderness wandering actually i love this when god reminds israel throughout the whole jewish bible whenever he wants to make a case for like trust me he always tells the jewish people i am the lord your god who carried you out of egypt in other words he's telling them remember all the miracles i performed from the time you left Egypt to the day you got into the Promised Land and you still don't trust me? It's just amazing to me. So it's it's like God giving his resume, you know, like, remember all my credentials? Then uh, usually at this time I like to talk about the shang bone. But we don't have a shank bone here. That's okay. We're under grace. You know. You know. My but, bad. Yeah. The shank bone is on. It's the shank bone of a lamb. It's on the platter. And why we have a shank bone is because uh, we cannot have a lamb like we did in the days of the first, the 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 the, 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 the original Passover. Why is that? Well, because in 7080, what happened in 780? Uh, the temple was destroyed. temple was destroyed. We cannot do sacrifices anymore. So since we cannot do sacrifices anymore, we have to figure out a way to you know, circumvent that and do something else. And we put the sheng bone, the sheng bone, a roasted, to remind us of the, uh, the roasted sacrifice, a roasted sheng bone that we use year after year after year. And uh, so there's no sheng, no, no, no sacrifice of a lamb. But we do have an egg. Now the egg, from what I understand, was introduced around the Middle Ages. It was not early on, uh, you know, like after the destruction mm-hmm. of the temple. The egg is usually a roasted egg. We we, uh, we uh, boil it, hard hard boil, and then roast it in the oven usually, and it gets all dirty. And roast it, again, to remind us that inside an egg there is potential for life. So we roast the egg as a reminder of the... Um, a roasted sacrifice of passover this egg usually stays on the platter we eat it during the meal if we want to some people have one per person some people have one per platter some eat it some don't it's not a super important part of the seder there's no there's no prayer for it there's no no special liturgy for it it's just an added item over the years but it's there on, all, all over the world in the next uh, week or so when people celebrate passover they'll have the egg on the platter you stop me if you have questions you know that okay. right? yes okay. okay i'll keep i'll keep moving so we uh at this time we uh we hold uh the matzah and we recite a special prayer and uh let me just get to the place where because um i want to make sure that i don't um okay this is the second cup here and so i, I will hold the matzah in a minute i always forget the second cup because i we we reduce the cup so it's not a cup of joy, and I like to read this. Truly, we can say Alleluia for the great redemption which God has wrought on our behalf—redemption at a terrific price in Egypt, the death of the firstborn, redemption from sin, the death of God's Son, the God for God's love of the world, that He gave His only, His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu melacholam bore peri agafen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the fruit of the vine. Lean to the left. Lean to the left, and we drink our cup. There you go. So then we have the uh, second washing of the hands. That's the rachatz. Uh, in mm-hmm. the upper room, Yeshua would have not done the feet again. He would have just done mm-hmm. the, the original washing of the hands. We do that in a home. We do the washing of the hands. Then we take the, uh, the mutzi, uh, we do the mutzi matzah. We take the matzah, and we say... Uh, uh, and we uh, take a piece from the matzah uh, here in there, from um, either from the upper, or uh, actually I'm supposed to take a piece and bless that piece, and then we all eat it. Matzah is basically a Testa cardboard. Maybe a little better. Well, actually, I like it with but, I like, I like butter. It too. It's really good. With butter, it's really good. <laughs> butter so. makes everything yes, but exactly.
0: Except the size food. of my stomach. Right. Other than that, that's I'm true.
1: Good. Okay, this is the moment that all of you have been waiting for. This is the moment where Tom is going to eat the horseradish. Yes. Okay. So, so here, here we go. Let me okay. explain what it is okay. first. The horseradish here. Here it is. Uh, it's uh, usually it is grated horseradish known in the store if you want to buy it as prepared horseradish and uh, what it is it's uh, it's suppose we eat it we pick up some matzah from the unity bag that's the three compartments and uh, we get from the um, from the bottom matzah uh, we we take a piece so i'm going to take it right now and i will take just one not two because i'm not doing it because i'm going to be able to continue speaking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so are, there your, you go. are your hands clean uh my hands are clean okay my hands are clean. you want to take no, that's good. I'm going to trust you. My hands are clean, absolutely. Uh, so the maror is going to be very strong, and, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's very strong, and it, it's hot. And it, if you take enough, it's going to make you your eyes water. There is a man at a Passover I did years ago in Seattle who took so much because he liked salsa and mustard. Yeah. He took so much that we had to do the Heimlich maneuver on him.
0: Oh, I... I this bet. is not a joke. No, I, I know. We, we did a similar one. And because uh, when we do with the group, we always use the hottest horse horseradish mm-hmm. we can find. And it was a gentleman, he's a little bit older, and he... You warned him, though. No, the leader of the Seder did not. And I thought we were... I was going to get sued. <laughs> so, it, it, so now... So, so let yeah, me warn we, you,
1: Tom. It's hot, so be careful. I have not tasted this one yet. So, so. and as we, as believers, the Jewish people remember, remember the tears of slavery, the bitterness of, the tears of slavery. As believers, we remind, we were reminded of the, of the bitterness of our tears when we were slaves to a life of sin before we knew Yeshua. So the blessing goes like this. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us concerning the eating of a bitter of herbs. Ready? I'm watching.
0: Ready, everybody? There we go. 911? No, we're good?
1: It's not that hot. Okay. I should have bought hotter. All right. Kind of sweet. Well, I'll give you a second chance. Oh, okay. Next is a Koreh, the eating of the bitter herbs with haroset. What we do is you want to cut your own? Here, cut your own. Of this one? Yeah. Two pieces. And then you make what's known as a Hillel sandwich. Mm -hmm. You took some of the horseradish and some of the sweet mixture, and you take enough of that sweet mixture, which is made very sweet, so that when you eat it, you (laughs) get the tingling of the horseradish reminding you of the same thing, but then you get the sweet mixture that's supposed to take over and overpower the, 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 the hotness of the horseradish and, uh, and remind the Jewish people of the sweetness of freedom in the promised land. And for us, the believer, it reminds us of the sweetness of our real freedom in Messiah Yeshua. This. And this one, what's interesting is this one doesn't have a blessing. Everything has a blessing in the Passover. Except for this one. I, I pictured the rabbis getting together and going like, "You're going to kind of come up with a blessing for this." And we're like, "This we cannot. No, we, we can't just, bless. Just, yeah, we can't bless." Speaking this. of
0: not being blessed, you know what happened when you were talking? Right. I got this together. Did you see it, Gabe? I burnt my arm on that these are real candles
1: they're real good. yeah they're shabbat candles so let me yeah, move them they little really thing. do first. yes all right i'm not gonna this eat is live thing. this is live this is live it's real ready go okay mm. how did you make that <laughs> it's yep. actually pretty good but but i don't like to eat on camera so Go ahead. So I'll keep talking. Okay, so we're okay. done? All right. Some water would be nice. Yes, yeah, some water would be nice. Okay. Hint, so that, hint. So that's the that's the, korea, the eating of the bitter herbs. And that actually resumes, don't get too excited, We're not. it's not over yet, but it resumes the first part of the Passover, the first part of the liturgy of the Passover, which is the longest part. Then we have the dinner, a big dinner, kind of like a Thanksgiving dinner or a big mm-hmm. family dinner when it, it's like been prepared for two days. The only thing is that None of the dinner has any yeast or any leaven in it because it's for Passover. So it's, but it's a good dinner. It's like we, uh, I usually make my chopped liver, which isn't a quiet taste, but it's really good. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, we have like you know chicken soup with matzo yeah. balls and all kinds of That's things. Up. It's, it's really good. You, you, you lost me at the chopped liver part, but
0: you brought me back with the well, chicken you've, soup. You've never tried my chopped liver. No, I haven't. I've done chicken, roasted chicken at uh, right. For Passover. Right. Right. Um, and we've tried to stay kosher with the whole meal but i haven't i haven't done chopped liver since i was a little boy and uh oh thank you sir thank you thank Thank you so much
1: all right now we have water. Go ahead. Now, yeah, now I can eat the rest of my dinner. Don't t- don't touch <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. So now, the, after the dinner comes the the second part of the liturgy, which is was a lot shorter. It's it's it's, it's we're actually almost uh, almost done with the whole thing here. But the important part is that we send right now. We send the kids to go pick up, uh, to go hunt for the afikomen. So they look around. We hide it. Not too hard, not too easy, so they look around, and, and one of the kids, and it, I just put it on the table, so I'm gonna go get it right now. One of the kids will, uh, will find it, bring it back to the, to the leader of the Seder, and will, um, will uh, the leader of the Seder will unwrap this thing and show everybody this piece of matzah that has been retrieved, and then he breaks it in pieces and he gives a piece to everybody around the table. And this mm. is the meaning of the word afikoman. Uh, uh, if you ask Jewish people, most Jewish people will tell you it means um, the last piece, which would mean the dessert. Because after this, after the meal and the dessert and everything, this is the last piece that we actually take in. No more food after that. Afikomen also, a lot of people in, in the believing community believe that it comes from a Greek word, that the root of the word means I have come. And that, mm. to me, I think is mm-hmm. very powerful because, mm. let me take you back mm. to the original bag that we uh, uh, introduced mm. earlier, the um, the tash, the bag for the matzah. Let's remember what we called it, the unity bag. Three compartments with matzah in one bag. You ask rabbis, what's the meaning of the three compartments? Some rabbis say, well, it's the uh, it means the uh, the uh, patriarchs Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you go like, okay, why do we break Isaac in half? Nobody knows. Then they'll say another rabbi. Go well, it's the, the different kind of Jewish people: the priest, the Levites, and the Israelites. Oh, okay, but why do we break the Levites in half? Nobody knows. I think. I mean, I'm very comfortable mm-hmm. with, with this, that this unity bag mm-hmm. represents the tri-unity of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Father, the Son, and the Raha the Holy Spirit. If the Son is in the middle, that would be Yeshua. And we take the, 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 the piece representing Yeshua, which is pierced, striped, without leaven, without the symbol of sin, he was sinless. And then when we break it in half, this is the death of messiah this all took place in the upper room friends remember that i mean this is the upper room this is something that took place yeshua did it himself he broke the piece and he wrapped it when and when it was wrapped it was wrapped according to judaism this is all according to judaism this is not a christian invention this is a jewish thing He wrapped it in a white linen napkin. The white linen napkin, you have Jewish people, they don't know why, so why we have to keep it clean or wrapped. The white linen napkin reminds us of the linen cloth that Yeshua was wrapped after he was taken taken off the cross. And then, according to Judaism, we take this piece and we just hide it somewhere. We bury it somewhere for a time. What is that? The time in a tomb. And then it's not until we retrieve it and the leader of the Seder shows to everybody around the table the resurrection. The resurrection. And we share in the blessing of the resurrection. Now, this is, in and of itself, this is very cool. You want to something? No, you're going to say something else. Then I'm going to say something. But, like like I would say Dayenu. If this, was, if this was all, I would say Dayenu. This would have been enough. But this is exactly when Yeshua took the bread and the cup. And instituted the Lord's Supper. So in essence, when we take the Lord's Supper at church, we do a mini Passover because we take the Afikomen, I have come, and we take the cup. Now, which cup is it? It's a third cup. It's so cool. You could have taken any cup or or added a cup, whatever. It's a third cup. Now, you read in Scripture, it says, and after supper, he took the cup and blessed it. And that's the cup he took. We just glance over that and go. Ah, he took a cup. It's the next cup he took it. It's not the next cup. It is the next cup, but it's not just a cup. It's the cup of redemption. It, it just fits just, so perfectly. It's just, it's just... so it, the Jewish people remember of redemption out of Egypt, but for us, it's redemption mm-hmm. from a life of sin into you know by His blood. It's it's just amazing.
0: It is, it is the whole. Okay, so I, I look at this, and. Um, I've celebrated Passover, the Seder, as a Gentile believer for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, uh, and every year, I just, it just still startles me when I get to this point. Everything you just explained, yeah. there, the, the symbolism is incredible. All of the things that are done, part of the rituals... Uh, the feast days, even going back to the original Passover when you think that you have the sacrificed lamb, the blood on the doorpost, yeah. death will pass you over. You start there and then you walk right on through the ceremony as prescribed to do. Right. Throughout history and everything points to Yeshua. The, the death of Messiah. Does.
1: The death and resurrection of Messiah. And, it's I, ca- just,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I cannot help but think Romans chapter 11, blindness and part has happened to Israel until the time of the Gentiles is full. Because there's, to me, there's no other explanation except for God is doing something. But God is also going to redeem Israel, which is another message. Right. But um, still,
1: I, it's, just, it's just mind-boggling how this points to the Lord. Oh, it's, it's just it's just incredible. It's just so beautiful. That's why I never, never get tired of doing uh, Passover Seder, because this are so rich. And, and the fact that Yeshua would just do it at this time, he would take the bread. And by the way, when he said this is my body and, and this is my blood in the new covenant, it does not become his body. It does not become his blood. It's symbolic. Yes, it is
0: just, symbolic. I have to say that. You, you do, because there are teachings out there. The Catholic Church has taught this. I was raised Catholic. Transubstantiation is the name of that uh, doctrine. That would would make us cannibals. It would make us cannibals. And that's what Jesus was accused of also in John chapter 6 when he was not. Um, obviously, teaching
1: that and it is symbolic, right. and it's a reminder. It's a tangible reminder. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for making that clarification. It's important. So the, uh, uh, the so we we have the third cup that uh, you know that we bless Baruch Lo Hagafen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the fruit of the vine. Lean oh. to the left, and then this is after that. We are really literally minutes from the end and um, it's not four and a half hours I lied well okay.
0: what? no to, to tonight no, to, oh, I've been
1: to them they can be oh, really oh old. yes Oh yes. is this where you eat oh no we, we already had dinner the dinner is before the, the third cup I forgot Remember, I, no, I, I,
0: I forgot that part I think it's just because I'm so hungry right. and all I'm thinking about that's
1: right you did the chopped liver yeah no no I we See, we I'm the dinner, dinner is the again. dinner is right before we take yeah. the
0: happy yeah. so we, I, and dinner will take. No, an hour I remember or the yeah I, I, right. You had chopped liver. I have roasted Tom, chicken. Tom, let me start again from the beginning. Okay, so, let's start so, for everybody so they don't have to rewind this and start from the beginning. Let's let's start all over from there the you beginning. Will. All right. So okay, me, everybody, listen. We're gonna have a special night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish.
1: Now pay attention. I think it's just because I'm so hungry. I keep no, thinking. I know. Well, eat the egg. I, I okay. <laughs> I'm tempted to finish the uh, finish it all. Okay, so now picture the, the Passover table. Uh, there is a, a place setting at some, some somewhere around the table with you know an empty chair, an empty plate, and another cup. Everybody, by the way, everybody has a, a what's known as a kiddush cup. We all have our favorite one for Passover that we refill four times and partake of. And there's this place setting where like it looks like Uncle Izzy didn't come. You know, he didn't show yeah. up. Well, it's actually a place setting for Elijah. And uh, this is uh, this is Elijah's place. Now, what um, um, when I, when I when I explain this, why don't you go to your Bible to uh, Luke chapter one verses sixteen and seventeen and just be ready for that. Um, uh, so um, Elijah in Judaism is. Um, uh, is going to come before the Messiah. We know from, from scripture that Elijah is the herald to the king. He's the, the forerunner of the Messiah. So Jewish people at Passover were excited. I mean, I know, I know my Messiah has already come, but the mainstream Judaism, if Messiah could come on the night of Pesach or Passover, this would be wonderful. So there's a cup for Elijah. We invite Elijah because if Elijah would come, it would mean to the Jewish people worldwide that Messiah is in his footsteps. And so the tradition is to send a child outside to open the front door and look to the right and to the left and come back and say, no, Elijah is not coming. But for us... It means something different because there's somebody who came in the spirit and power of Elijah. Elijah.
0: Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 16. And he, which is John the Baptist, he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He w- will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the
1: wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Amen. So this to me, you know, it, it, as the, the 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 cup of Elijah is a little bit of a sad way to finish the Passover for Jewish people because Elijah is not coming. So I guess Messiah may be next year, next year in Jerusalem. Uh, so, but for us, for you and I, for believers, Gentile and Jews, Jewish believer, we know that John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah, so we know that he came the first time and uh, we know that Messiah will come again. My Messiah came right after John the Baptist, you know, know, when he baptized him in the Jordan River. So we know that, you and I know that Messiah will Mm -hmm. return, Mm -hmm. as my people believe that Messiah one day will come. Mm I believe that he will return. That's a big difference. So that is a very positive cup for me. Uh, that uh, uh, when I look at this, and then we take the fourth cup, the cup of praise. That's the one that Yeshua probably did not partake of. Uh, <clears throat> I um, there is a uh, in Luke twenty two fourteen it says, "I've taken the cup. He gave thanks and says, take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes.'" That's the cup of praise, and the cup of praise Yeshua is looks like he did not take the last cup of the Passover because he's awaiting when we're all mm-hmm. together in the kingdom mm-hmm. at the Supper of the Lamb. Yeah. And then we partake, we praise him yeah. and it's, it's a time of praise and, and, yeah. and, and worship. So uh, I'll bless it. And then we'll just say the final saying and we'll be done. Adonai <speaking in Spanish> Took me a second here. But blessed are you, Lord or God, King of the universe, Who has given us the fruit of the vine and who has given us yeshua the true vine Uh, i love adding this because it really he really Mm -hmm. is the true vine and so we take the fourth cup we partake we all take it and that ends the passover we just have to uh uh, to say one thing as the tradition tells us to say next year in jerusalem we're going to set but Tom and I are going to say it together. You know how to say it in Hebrew, right? Uh, I'll, re- I'll, remind I'll remind you. I'll remind okay. you. Okay. will is I'll this teach this you. here in Hebrew. Okay. But this is what I like to say. People, and uh, meet people everywhere in different churches. And people have been to, to Jerusalem. People have been more than once. People maybe will go in their lifetime. Maybe will not go in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. All kinds of people. But there's one thing for sure. If you have put your trust in the death and resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah for your sins, you have become a child of God, and you can do it just by praying and asking. You have become a child of God, and when you become a child of God, when He has forgiven you of your sins, simply for inviting Him into your heart, then you have the promise from Scripture that one day you will be in the new Jerusalem. And that is a guarantee from Scripture. So when we say, next year in Jerusalem... I like us to also think of the day we will be in the New Jerusalem for those of us who might never visit the current Jerusalem. I do think I know it in Hebrew. Well, it's in the Haggadah. Uh,
0: it's either Habashanah uh, be Yerushalayim or. Close. She, uh, uh, La, go ahead. LaShana haba. Haba. So I had the wrong order. Exactly. Okay.
1: LaShana haba be Yerushalayim. To so, the year next in Jerusalem. So it is. Uh, let's see. I don't want you to say it wrong. So uh, I think it's right there. So we're going to read it together, and I will close the Passover Seder. Oh, it's not in English. It's only. It's yeah. Can you read the Hebrew right here? <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. Okay. Let's, okay. You'll do it in French English. I'll do it in Hebrew first. Okay. Next. Oh, I want to hear your. I want to hear your Hebrew. Okay. Lashana haba beYerushalayim next year in jerusalem literally to the year next in jerusalem to the year next in jerusalem Amen. Uh, that's that's the whole seder in, a, in Amen. A, in a nutshell that is, that is that is great thank
0: you very much olivier um i forgot to ask you this earlier but people can uh, get connected with you uh, not just through here because we right. post your newsletters on our website at hopeforourtimes.com, but go directly to your website, right? Uh,
1: newantisemitism.com. Newantisemitism.com. If they want to get this little booklet, which is really cool uh, because it, it it guides you through the seder, it is on the uh, on the website of our ministry, ChosenPeopleMinistries.com, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ChosenPeople.com. Sorry, okay. and uh, and they can get this little booklet, uh, and they can visit my website for you know all kinds of books and DVDs and and, yep. and, and messages and. and yep.
0: And even a great DVD that you and I did together. The greatest. It is is actually a really good uh, DVD. But with that, if people uh, forget anything, they can go to your website again. They can email you also with questions and things like that. anti-Semitism. You have a lot of contact with a lot of different people. It's just been absolutely wonderful. Uh, This is a reminder for all of us also to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And a reminder also, as we look at the days in which we live in, every year I've been doing Passover for... with some of my friends, I think for close to 30 years now. And every year I'm just reminded uh, that uh, the Lord is so good to us, but he is coming again. And it seems like this year I I have that experience, that feeling more than I ever have before. And we know we are getting closer to uh, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the meantime, for those of you who are out there, you're living in a place of the world that is persecuted. I know we have viewers in Australia, we have viewers in Russia, all over. Europe, obviously America, even over in the Mideast, and in China we even have viewers. Uh, May you be encouraged. Uh, Jesus loves you. He is coming again. And again, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And until next week, God bless. God bless. Shalom. Shalom. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, HopeForOurTimes.com